Hello, mummers, and welcome to episode four in our prolapse series. Today, we are talking all about exercising safely with a prolapse. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with physio. Mummers, welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Today is episode four in our prolapse series. This has been an awesome series so far. A, great feedback from everyone, but B, one of my favorites to make. I really enjoy including Pregnancy Posse member stories. And I think it is going to be something I continue to do in the future. Let me know if you love them, but I love that we're able to pull these individual, unique, beautiful stories and add them to the podcast. So it's not just me talking all the time, but you're hearing from wonderful women who have walked to this similar journey to you. So that's what I'm loving so much about this series. But today we are covering exercise with a prolapse. Probably the most asked question I get when it comes to prolapse is, can I exercise? How do I exercise safely? Is exercise bad? Is this exercise good? Is this exercise bad? Will I ever get back to running? Will I ever get back to weightlifting? We are covering all of that today. So hopefully all of your exercise questions get answered. I do encourage you to go and check out the first three episodes we've already released in this series. If you haven't already watched them because we cover some really important topics, what exactly is a prolapse? What are the main treatment pillars for prolapse? What? How can you manage prolapse best? How to navigate pregnancy and birth with a prolapse? So go and check those out before you dive into today's episode all about exercising with a prolapse. And I thought it would be important to share that From a personal point of view, I am now seven months postpartum and I was thinking about this yesterday. I was jumping on the trampoline with my two oldest and I was doing double foot jumping. If you're in the Pregnancy Posse membership, you will know my thoughts on single foot jumping versus double foot jumping. Double foot jumping is much more pressure on your pelvic floor. Anyhow, double foot jumping with my kids and I was thinking, this will be very interesting to see whether I have symptoms of prolapse tomorrow. I felt okay at the time. I was conscious that I needed to probably engage my pelvic floor a little bit more and I probably jumped for five or 10 minutes on and off. Woke up this morning, symptom free. Yahoo! So as you'll hear in this podcast today, that is a really good green light sign that that exercise is okay for me at the moment. So Anyhow, I thought I would share a little personal snippet of where I'm at with my exercise. Don't get me wrong. I don't really care to trampoline. It's not a sport or a hobby of mine that I'm particularly interested in. But hey, it's cool to know I can jump with my kids now. That was something I haven't been able to do up until now. So uh, patience. (laughs) It's seven months now and um, I've definitely, you know, had to take it slow and steady. But I'm here now. So that's awesome. And if you are pregnant right now and you have a prolapse and you are thinking, Laura, I just want to keep fit and strong, but I don't know what to do. Is this good? Is this bad? Save you asking me all the questions. Jump inside the pregnancy posse because you can pretty much guarantee all the workouts inside of that are prolapse friendly. So it takes the guesswork out of it. You don't have to think so hard. You can just watch me on your computer, on your TV and not have to worry about whether this exercise is safe for prolapse or safe for pregnancy. It's all done for you. I've literally designed every workout to suit the exact week of pregnancy that you are in. So it takes all the guesswork out. So if that feels good for you, if that's something you're looking for, I invite you to jump over to thepregnancyposse.com. You can trial it for seven days and you can chat to me about all of your prolapse questions inside there. But without further ado, let's jump into episode four. Let's chat all about exercise and prolapse today. Enjoy. Hi, ladies. Okay, like I say, for every episode in this series, though, Thus far, 
this is a hot topic. Exercise and prolapse is what we're going to be talking about today. Again, it's another big fear that seems to come up when women are diagnosed with prolapse or first feel their prolapse is their head then goes straight to what does this mean for exercise, particularly if you are a really active exercise goer or exercise is a really big part of your identity, your routine, your mental health. It's really a legitimate fear that what does this mean? Will I be able to get back to exercise or what exercise can I do? It can be a really confusing realm to be thrust into, particularly if you don't have support just yet, if you haven't connected yourself in with a women's health physio, if someone who's really supportive and knowledgeable about prolapse, it can be a really lonely area to navigate. And I don't want you to feel alone. I want you to feel so empowered. And the crux of this episode is that exercise is actually really important. Okay. As I spoke about in episode two, it is one of the main pillars of treatment for prolapse. So If you're listening to this episode thinking, oh, I thought exercise was like an absolute red flag, no-go zone. If you have prolapse, that means you're not moving, you're on the couch, you're sedentary, you're not exercising at all. False, completely false. It is about finding the right exercise for you because as I mentioned in episode two, it is so important that your whole system is strong and conditioned because if it's not you're going to feel more symptomatic of your prolapse because you're not sharing the load very well in your body. Your pelvic floor is probably taking more load than is necessary. Um, We need to make sure that we build up our whole system to compensate for where our weak spots are. So it's actually really important you exercise. But there's so many exercises out there that will make your symptoms worse. So let's kick off today's episode with starting with what is safe? Now, again, I'm sorry if I'm the most annoying person in the world because I'm never giving you black and white answers. I can't give you, I will give you some exercises that I do like in a second, but any exercise is safe for your prolapse if whilst you're doing it, you are asymptomatic. And what I mean by that is I mean completely asymptomatic. You shouldn't feel heaviness, dragging, incontinence, lower abdominal discomfort or pain, feeling like there's a bulge in the vagina, feeling like you all of a sudden need to go to the toilet, feeling any sort of lower back pain or discomfort. If you can exercise whilst experiencing none of those symptoms, that's a really great sign. What you also need to monitor is how do you feel in the short term afterwards? So some people will exercise and they'll feel completely fine. But then in the following you know, day, They may then notice, oh, actually, I feel a bit heavy. Oh, you know, I actually feel like I don't have as much control over my bladder. There, so let's let's break it down into flags. If you're getting symptoms whilst you're exercising, red flag, not a great exercise. If you're getting symptoms not while you're exercising, but you are within the day after, that's an orange flag. It doesn't mean that that exercise is an absolute naughty band no-go. It's something to be cautious of though. And if you're getting absolutely no symptoms whilst you're exercising and absolutely no symptoms after you've done that exercise, that's a green flag. That's a really great exercise for you then. Okay. So that's what a safe exercise is for prolapse, that it is not worsening your prolapse symptoms. Okay. So if you're going for a walk around the block and you're thinking, but this is nothing, Laura, this is a pathetic little walk. But when you're walking, you're feeling heavy or you're feeling like there's a full you know, tampon sensation in your vagina, I'm sorry, it's not a good exercise for you. And I know I personally had this, I would go for genuinely like a 
two minute walk in the very early days postpartum and I would feel heaviness. And so I knew I was frustrated. Don't get me wrong. I was so frustrated. I was like, it's just a walk. I can't even walk. How pathetic is that? But it is telling you, you're not ready for that yet. This is not a good sign. You've got to listen to your body. Ignoring your body will not give you anything good in the short term or the long term. It is not a like, I just got to push through sort of mentality. It's not going to help you. So whilst it can be so mega frustrating to feel like you can't do much, you've got to listen to your body. And trust me, there are so many things you will be able to do. It's probably that they're just not even on your radar yet. And I'm going to talk about some generally really safe options for you in a second. But that's how you know an exercise is good for you. Now, what is unsafe? Well, the reverse of that. <laughs> so anything that makes you symptomatic. Now I'm going to list a couple of classic red flag exercises. This is not going to work for everyone because some people will be able to do these and they'll actually be fine. But what I find is this kind of covers most of the red flag exercises for my clients that I've seen with prolapse. So again, check in with yourself. Does this sit true for you? Is this correct? It may not be, but for most people I find these tend to aggravate you. And the reason is because they're high impact exercises. So they tend to put a lot of pressure down on the pelvic floor. So things like running or high load abdominal exercises, I'm talking like your sit-ups, your V-ups, your Russian twists, your planks, any sort of plyometric star jumps, squat jumps, jump lunges, deep squats, or any weights that really make you hold your breath and do that volsalva to push, pull, whatever it is. Skipping, they tend to be the red flag exercises that if I had to give you a list of things to probably avoid in the early days of prolapse management, it would be those ones. Again, that's not going to suit everyone, but if you're trying to like, you know, be conservative, don't rock the boat, I would avoid those exercises, okay? Particularly in the early days of your prolapse management. Now, it's all well and good, Laura. Tell me what I can't do, but what can I do? (laughs) Don't worry, I'm not going to leave you high and dry. I will definitely tell you what I find. Again, generally speaking, are good exercises that you can do that don't tend to aggravate most women's prolapses. Again, I don't know how many times I can say this though. Make sure you tune in with you because it's not going to be black and white. It's not going to be that simple that yes, you can do these. No, you can't do those. Tune in with what feels good for you. Now, in terms of what parameters should you work within, again, you want to make sure that you're asymptomatic and your prolapse is not worsening during the exercise and in the short term afterwards. And also keep in mind, if you are pregnant, um, as all my posse members would know, you need to stay within the huff and puff and temperature guidelines for pregnancy, okay? So generally speaking, anything low impact is going to be really friendly for your prolapse. So think about your floor-based glute exercises. Now, glute exercises are really good because you want good, strong glutes to help manage prolapse as well to support your pelvis. So thinking about like your, and these are all classic posse exercises. We do a lot of these in the first trimester, but bridges, clams, side lie leg lifts, they're all low impact, good glute-based exercises. So generally they're fantastic for prolapse. Also really good in the early days postpartum when you're, you know, a couple of weeks postpartum thinking, what can I do? I just want to be able to exercise, but my prolapse feels like it's going to fall out. Fantastic to do. Any sort of water-based exercise that's low impact. So you like swimming or hydrotherapy, aquaerobics, they can be really good options because again, you're taking a lot of the weight out of it because you're in the water. But again, be careful of any like strong ab moves. I remember doing an aqua class with dumbbells and we're kind of doing like ab crunches in the water. 
which again, you would think, oh, but that's fine because you're in the water. But there was a lot of core involved in it. So again, just pay attention, see how you're feeling, monitor if you need to. One of my absolute favorite prolapse friendly and pregnancy friendly exercises is stationary cycling. So because you're sitting down, so the weight is kind of like absorbed in the seat and don't get out of the saddle. I recommend you just stay in the saddle. You can really work on your huff and puff. So this is a great one to tick the box of like wanting to get a bit sweaty, wanting to get a bit huffy and puffy and feel like you're really working yourself but without loading your pelvic floor too much. So stationary cycling is one of my favorites. And any sort of tailored Pilates, yoga or weights program, preferably made by your women's health physio who has assessed your prolapse and knows exactly what you're capable of. Anything like that is fantastic. So weights, Pilates, any sort of body weight exercises is not a red flag if it's prescribed tailored to you if it's exactly right for you so that's where I definitely recommend you go see a women's health physio so you know what you're capable of doing but there's so much that you can do and they're just quickly throwing it out there some really good examples of things that are prolapse friendly for most women now walking I mentioned before but walking in some ways yes is low impact but I'd say it's a real hit and miss with women with prolapse so with walking what you'll find is you've got a real parameter on how far and how fast you can walk so whilst it seems like the easiest exercise in the world you're still taking the full weight of gravity because you're upright Um, you're still striking the ground every time you take a step which can be putting a little bit of pressure on your you know, vulnerable, weak prolapse area. So you might find that you can walk for 10 minutes and that's fine. You might find that if you walk for 15 though, then everything goes south and everything goes downhill and you feel awful. So you're going to have to be really, really particular with how far you walk. I know for me, walking was really aggravating in the early days postpartum. So again, whilst it seems like an exercise that should be easy, it's a real hit and miss. Also keep in mind from a pure exercise point of view, You're walking as just part of your functional daily life. Walk to the shops, walk to get a coffee. You know, you might need to jiggle your baby around in their carrier to get to sleep or, you know, you're always just walking. It's a functional part. You can't get away with not walking in your everyday life. So if you want to then exercise, you probably need to weigh out, well, how much walking or how many steps have I already taken today? Is it a smart idea to then want to go for a half an hour walk or would I be best to get on the bike or do some floor-based prolapse friendly exercises as my way of getting exercise because I've already been upright a lot of today. I've been cooking, I've been cleaning, I've been doing whatever it is that you do that's already on your feet. Maybe it's not a smart idea to then use walking as exercise. So that's just some food for thought when it comes to walking. Okay, the next part I wanted to address was about pelvic floor exercises because, and again, I kind of touched on this a little bit in episode two, but a lot of women think, should I only do pelvic floor exercises? So is it all about just sitting on my couch and banging out my Kegels as much as I can? Um, Is that going to be the best thing for my prolapse? And my answer in short is no. And again, I spoke about this in episode two a little bit, but your pelvic floor, yes, is very important to prolapse management. It is the hammock underneath those organs that are sitting a little bit lower, that are a bit heavy. It is the support bra underneath that helps to lift and support all your pelvic organs. It's a fantastic muscle to be working. We absolutely want to be making sure we have a good, healthy, strong, functioning pelvic floor. But 
If our pelvic floor is the only thing we're exercising, that means the rest of our body is not getting stronger, more conditioned, more functional. You know, we're not optimizing our biomechanics. And that share the load concept comes back into it because if we're then bending down to the floor, if your quads are rubbish, if your glutes are rubbish, it doesn't matter how strong your pelvic floor is, it's going to be taking so much more load than necessary if the rest of your body is weak. So no, you should be doing pelvic floor in combination with general strength and conditioning exercises like the ones I just mentioned before. But again, go see your women's health physio. They'll be able to tell you exactly where you're at in terms of the other exercises you can be doing. Rarely, I'm trying to think of any examples, but rarely do I ever get a woman only ever doing pelvic floor exercises with a prolapse. So maybe for the first session, I might just focus in on pelvic floor because there's so much we need to improve there. And you don't want to bombard someone with, okay, you've got to do this, 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 a million and one things, particularly if you're a new mum, you don't want to overwhelm someone with options. But I would rarely for a continuous amount of time, get a client to only do pelvic floor exercises. It would always be in combination with a small home exercise program to strengthen the rest of their body. So short answer is no, it's not just about pelvic floor. Now, the next thing I wanted to address, because these are the two main ones that come up is, will I ever be able to run or lift weights again? So it seems to be running and weightlifting that are like the two main exercises that women fear they will not be able to return back to. So I want to give some hope for some women here. And again, this is not going to apply to everyone. I hate that I keep prefacing it with these, you know, um, conditions, but I know that um, some women may find this like too hopeful. Like maybe if you're sitting there listening to this and you've got a prolapse and you haven't been able to return to running, that you might be like, you know what, Laura, stuff you. Look at you just putting all this false hope in women saying, yeah, you'll be able to run again. It's not true, blah, blah, blah. You might be feeling a bit upset about me being so optimistic. That's not what I'm here for. I'm not trying to be pretend to be full of hope, but it's just that most women I do see can get back to these exercises in some way, shape or form. Again, I'm not speaking on behalf of everyone with a prolapse, but I want to give hope to those women who think that this is just a life sentence. It's not for a lot of women. In fact, a majority of women I see can get back to what they love in some way, shape or form. So I'm going to walk you through that spectrum and what I mean by that, because it, it's not exactly how it looks. It doesn't mean that you'll get back to necessarily exactly what you were doing. There's a whole spectrum, but it also doesn't mean that you'll never get back there. Okay. I hope that makes sense. So think of this spectrum, let's say for running. So there's a spectrum of at one end that you may be able to return to running completely as you were pre-birth at the same cadence, at the same distance without symptoms. That's at this end of the spectrum. And that is absolutely a goal that we can aim to achieve in terms of how long you'll get there. Who knows? But that is definitely a goal that a lot of women do get back to. And then next on that spectrum is that you may be able to return to running, but only for a limited amount of time. So maybe you used to run half marathons and now you can only run 5Ks symptom-free and that's your capacity for running. And that's something that you obviously need to adjust to. Or maybe you'll be able to return to running, but only when you're wearing something like a pessary, some sort of vaginal support device. So maybe you can run a half marathon, again, if that's what you're aiming for, but only when you're wearing a pessary. So that's another version on the spectrum of achieving your goal. Or maybe you can return to running, in some capacity, but only at certain times in your cycle when you're asymptomatic. So a lot of women will find they can't run when they're premenstrual because they feel more symptomatic of their prolapse. However, when they're in their ovulation phase, 
they can run at their full capacity and that's fantastic. So they just need to base their training or their exercise or their activity cyclically. Or maybe you may not be able to return to running completely symptom-free and that's on the other end of that spectrum. So maybe you've been doing rehab for a while and you've done all the right things, you wear a lapessary, all of that, but running is just still not agreeing with your body right now. And again, that's a very small minority of women that I work with. But guess what? That's not the end of the world because what we then do, we go, okay, you know what? This really sucks. And for this small proportion of women, you have tried everything. And unfortunately, running's just not clicking for you right now. So let's sit down and let's analyze. This is exactly what I do with my clients, by the way. <clears throat> what is it that you loved so much about running? Okay, because I don't want this to be you know, this story that now, you know, haunts you for the rest of your life because you can still live such a full, fit, active life. It may just not look exactly how you thought it would look. So what is it that you loved about running? So was it the me time, you know, that ability to just leave the house and have some downtime for you? And could you instead maybe lock a time in every week where you do a Pilates class or you do a spin class or, um, you know, you have like allocated me time that used to be running, but is now something else. Or maybe you loved running because of that sweat, that endorphin, that huff and puff adrenaline hit that you get. And I, I understand that. And maybe you're really missing that hit. So maybe instead you could do a spin class or go for a really high intensity bike ride up a hill or do some sprints on the bike to get those same results, but without the impact on the pelvis. So you could get your huff and puff up, you could get your sweat on, but on a bike instead. Or maybe you really love the competitive side of running or the social side of it or the fresh air outdoors, whatever it is. Can you see how we could take that thing that you loved about running and find another vehicle of exercise to achieve that? So I hope that that helps to make sense of how can we take from running what we really loved if we can't get back there? Because remember that spectrum, there's a lot of women that can get back there in some capacity. But if you happen to be in this small minority of women who aren't able to get back there, or maybe not in the time frame that you're after, maybe along the journey of getting back there, you really need something else to scratch that itch. What is the itch we're trying to scratch? And what other vehicle of exercise can we use to scratch that itch? So that's the method I walk my clients through. And I think it's a really good, prompting for what am I trying to get out of it okay same goes for weightlifting so trying to really pull apart um, what is it we're trying to achieve from weightlifting and along that spectrum where where do we sit on what do we need to do or um, modify to be able to return to it in some capacity um, exactly the same spectrum and methodology applies for weightlifting now also keep in mind rehab is so varied so unique so individual so some may return to these activities after three months of rehab and others it may take years so my message here is really be kind to yourself in the process no two women will have the same journey so do not compare yourself to you know, a false timeline to the woman sitting next to you with the, you know, quote unquote, exact same prolapse, because everyone is very unique. So again, I've, I've worked with women for years and after years, they get back to their goals and it does take a lot of time, a lot of effort, but they do get there. It just takes longer. And for some women, again, they can just do a couple of pelvic floor quick flicks and off they go. They seem to be fine. Everyone is so unique. So again, 
be compassionate to yourself, be kind to yourself. And in the meantime, yes, you can absolutely exercise. It's just about finding the right exercise for you. So I want this to give you hope for all those women who are thinking that exercise is now off the cards because they have a prolapse. It couldn't be further from the truth. So I hope that is uplifting for you if you are feeling like that's a worry of yours. Okay, ladies, I am excited to now show you or present to you a number of stories of women who have been able to successfully return to a wide variety of activities and exercises that they love doing. This is really special because we're hearing from women doing all sorts of activities from all sorts of different prolapse diagnoses. And I think it really helps to see what life might look like on the other side of rehab and recovery and time and women returning to running and bouldering and you know, all sorts of walking, all sorts of activities. I think it's going to feel really inspiring to listen to women who are on the other side, particularly if you feel like you're in the trenches. So thank you again for these women for sharing. I feel so privileged that you felt, you know, that it was important enough to you to share these stories. I really appreciate it. And I know everyone listening to this right now is going to love it. So enjoy. Exercise was a massive part of my life. And obviously, just having a baby I wanted to lose the baby weight so I one when I discovered that I had the prolapse like everybody that discovers they have a prolapse they they typically get told don't do you know high impact exercising you know you can't be jumping around so I went on lots of walks lots and lots of walks and then I would I started kind of like not running but fast paced walking and then after about a year after having my son my body had started to heal a lot more by itself you know it takes a long time for your body to heal after having a baby as we all know it got better and so the Kegel exercises the exercise and the walking really low impact exercises I started to do um, some yoga just really low impact exercises like yoga and pilates and then after a year, my body had healed and it started to get better. And I, I was more confident with it, I think, as well. I then started to do more like aerobic exercise, you know, hit training. And I still do that now. I just do more of it, more of it than I did. So I've built up over time. And I learned to use my Kegel exercises when I'm working out as well. So you know your own body. So I, I, I think one of my main tips is just... Be mindful of what your body's capable of and how that affects your prolapse. So I know that if I jump around a little bit, it's okay. If I jump around loads, then I'm going to start feeling it. I will start feeling it impacting my prolapse and it getting worse. So I tend to do lower impact exercises. So if I do do a workout and it's a HIIT training exercise, I go for the low impact option. I absolutely have been able to return back to exercise and physical activity. In particular, I run, I can run again, and I also lift weights. I can do any any workout I want, really. So yes, I had to wait, I had to rest, I had to recover, I had to rebuild my pelvic floor and core. Um, I had to give my body that time. So I did spend the time with the physio and I did do the exercises they prescribed me. And that has led me to now being able to function fully again. Uh, I don't have any symptoms of prolapse. Um, maybe 1% of the time around that time of the month, um, I, I think I haven't tracked it, but I think sometimes I have a symptom, you know, it just feels a little bit heavy. And I have been checked by Women's Health Physio and she's explained that all to me. Um, however, yes, absolutely return to exercise. And the most exciting thing is that 
I'm a PT, so exercise is my life, it's my job, and I'm so excited because having this experience, I'm now able to share with my clients my experience and how I've recovered, and I've gone on and studied how to train women safely postpartum and can pass on all that knowledge and hopefully help other women not go through what I had to go through and continue to exercise safely. So I still can't run, definitely do a walk. It's funny, I can jump on a trampoline with my kids, but I can't run. I'm guessing that's because the trampoline can absorb some impact, I don't know. I can still ride horses, but, you know, it, it doesn't in fact um, impact my daily life too much. It's just running around with my kids that that isn't great. So I was so worried about being able to get back into exercise afterwards, but I ended up actually getting back in the best shape of my life. I ran my first marathon. I got back into high-intensity interval training. So and I could do it all. I could do all the, you know, the jumps and everything. So, yeah, hope is not lost. It's definitely um, you can get back to where you were before, or even better in, in my case. So my prolapse first happened at five weeks postpartum and I'm now seven months postpartum. I've been able to go back to the gym and doing some light weights, body weights, all that uh, lower intensity type work. Due to COVID, I haven't been able to actually get into SEMO Women's Physio for the last couple of months, but I do have an appointment booked for three weeks time in which I'm hoping to get clearance to go back to running as that was something I really did enjoy before I got pregnant and I really, really love to get back into it again. I wouldn't say that I do any specific physical activities or exercise at the moment, but I know that I can take on anything that I need to now. So I just went for a bushwalk the other weekend and uh, normally a big bushwalk downhill would have been a problem a few months ago wasn't impacted at all now which was really nice and I was having trouble picking up my children so weight-bearing exercises so my three-year-old's quite big uh if I was picking her up or she wanted me to carry her up or down the stairs or jump around with her that was just absolutely impossible now I can do that I can play with her I can run around chase her on playground equipment jump off the playground equipment lift her up dance jump around all of those things um previously I really felt like my insides would have fallen out if I'd gotten on a trampoline I, I can do that now so I can play with my kids which is really fantastic place to be at <laughs> exercise wise you know for the first few years I was quite conservative doing low impact but still high intensity exercise I hadn't run more so just for myself I didn't feel that I was ready but getting a pessary has been an absolute game changer and I am back to normal um, high impact and feel really confident and I can physically feel that there's been no changes to my prolapse when I take my pessary out it's really easy ring one that goes pops in and out and yeah I just feel peace of mind with that in and yeah like I said back to normal which has been amazing so for me I guess it's been a bit of a weird journey being a, a personal trainer I think before I kind of realized I'd had a prolapse I had gone back to a bit of strength training nothing heavy and I had done a little bit of running the running never quite felt right 
which kind of alerted me to the fact that there was something still not quite right. So it's been more of an up and down journey. So then actually stripping it all back and actually realising, no, I need to do the core work. I need to do the pelvic floor work. That then helped me kind of get back to a bit more strength training. So now I do much more strength training slowly gradually going a bit heavier and i don't really have any symptoms while exercising i haven't yet got back to running i don't know whether that is a little bit of a because I, I did used to run up especially you know before my first pregnancy and up until the end of that pregnancy i probably ran up until 36 weeks which you know upon reflection maybe wasn't the best idea um i haven't yeah i haven't re really returned to running but impact wise it's kind of it's just all about that management and yeah I wonder with the running whether I really want to enough um but no I haven't yet returned to the running side of things um but everything else I could pretty much do quite confidently I think it's yeah a bit of motivation maybe with the running on a different in a different way and kind of getting used to how that feels but yeah I would like to get up to maybe a 5k one day soon yeah, 100%. It just took a lot longer to go back. I, you know, I worked with um, a PT who had experience with prolapse. I also obviously worked with my friend who um, uh, supported me and, you know, I saw her regularly. Um, but, yes, I did go back to my exercise. It just took a little bit longer. Um, and I think that's one thing social media doesn't help in the especially when you see these people bounce back started training and I don't think many people talk about it I think actually these people would be good if they actually talked about prolapse and understanding actually you know a lot of us do suffer from it because I must say I did feel like I was the only one that suffered from it never thought I would but I have been able to get back to doing a lot of the things that I love so I can go on really long walks now with no dragging sensation this um at its peak I could barely walk half a kilometer or a kilometer without without feeling that significant dragging sensation I'm back to Pilates really active with my daughter I've, I played um, netball before falling pregnant and that's probably the one thing I still have been a bit nervous about going back to but the intention is still definitely there one day and I, I do think that that is going to be achievable. So my journey started with, or returning to fitness started with doing my pelvic floor PT exercises, which was Kegels and then flexing my pelvic floor with, while doing clamshells and squats and exercises that she had deemed would be appropriate for me. But now I am five months postpartum and I have been able to restart strength training. I started with body weight, more strength training, and now I've added a little bit of weight. I'm obviously not quite back to where I was before baby, but I'm really happy with the progress I've made. I feel like I still have a lot of room to improve and I'm really hopeful that I'm going to continue to get better and be able to continue doing more and more of the things I love and adding more strength training to my exercise. So I've been cleared to run, which is fantastic. Unfortunately, I had some really bad morning sickness when I was pregnant. So I, I haven't exercised for a year. And so I am hugely unfit. And the process of getting back into running is very difficult, but I am doing it. My pelvic floor physio has also cleared me to do some of my other sporting activities that I really like, namely bouldering. So I can get up and down off walls, 
when restrictions allow. And I'm really, really excited to be doing that again. She's taught me some strategies for moments like jumping off a wall when I might develop some incontinence symptoms uh, to focus on tensing my pelvic floor, pulling in my bladder just before I land on the mat. Um, and same again with sneezing. And that's been a really fantastic tool to make me feel more confident when I'm exercising as well. I've also been cleared to be swimming again. My goal is to get back into playing football. And I think the biggest limitation for that is breastfeeding at the minute. I can't imagine catching a ball on my chest whilst breastfeeding. But the pelvic floor things have faded into the background a little bit, which is fantastic. I'm 16 months postpartum now. And to be honest, I only really resumed my exercise regime as much as what it was pre-baby, maybe a year into it. I guess I was so self-conscious and so worried that I would create extra damage for my pelvic floor. And of course, juggling a family and home life made it incredibly hard for me to actually have time for myself. So at the moment, I can return back to my exercise of about three Pilates or yoga classes per week. I would strongly suggest not doing too much in the way of planks and ab focus, or at least that's what I've been told to sort of avoid. But for me, committing to more low impact exercise it's been really enjoyable but just listening to my body is something that I guess we all do take for granted normally I can't say I really miss going to the gym and lifting weights or anything I think yeah Pilates and yoga have been a real lifesaver for me and yeah just being really in tune with yeah my body so my aim was to be able to get back to running, surfing, hiking with a baby on the back and my job when I returned to work has been a PE teacher without having to worry about the symptoms of prolapse. And I can honestly say that after at nine months postpartum, I am now running without the pessary. I can surf, I can carry Ollie in the backpack with no issues. Returning to work next year, so hopefully I'll be able to um, do the same. But yes, it feels like that you'll never get back to where you were. I guess it did take a lot of, you know, commitment to the exercises and, and being mindful and just respecting where your body's at, but you can get there. And it feels so good. So hang in there, girls. Hang in there. Hello, mamas. As always, I really hope you love that exercise and that you are now super keen and excited to jump into an exercise program. So I'm looking at you, the mama who maybe before listening to this podcast thought that because you had a prolapse, you were not allowed to do anything, that you couldn't do anything, that everything was off the table and that exercise was a thing of the past. I'm talking to you right now because I want you to have finished listening to that episode going, yes, I can exercise. I've just got to find the right thing that suits my body and that feels good for my prolapse. But it's not a, you know, a red flag exercise in general. It's just certain things don't agree with me. So I really hope if that was you, that you are now feeling empowered, excited, confident. And if you're not feeling confident and you're still don't know what to do, I encourage you jump on over to thepregnancyposse.com because all of the workouts in there are designed to be low load, which means that they're generally, for most people, prolapse, pelvic floor, pregnancy friendly, triple P. <laughs> prolapse, pregnancy and pelvic floor friendly. And if you're really feeling like you need extra guidance and support, of course, go and check out with a women's health physio. If you need help, come on over at Physio Laura. Jump in my inbox and ask me to help you find someone in your area because I want to connect you with the right people. So if you need to know who's your local women's health physio, I can help you do some groundwork to find someone local to you. All I want you to take out of today is that 
you can move your body. In fact, it's good for you to move your body. It's just going to be in the right way. Okay. Exercise is a really, really, really good thing for prolapse. Not something to be scared of, not something to be fearful of. You just need to find the right things. You need good support and guidance with it. So come on over to at PhysioLaura, chat with me about this episode, what your biggest takeaway was, maybe what exercise you're really looking forward to getting back into. I know for me, my goals when I had some prolapse symptoms after birth, my goals were to get back to running and surfing. And touch wood, I am there at the moment. As I mentioned in the start of this podcast intro, I also jumped on the trampoline with both feet yesterday and I am symptom-free today. So I'm really pumped to be able to get back into some of these things that I had you know, set goals for in the early days postpartum. So it's really, really exciting. So come and chat to me over at PhysioLaura. I'd love to hear how you're going with your journey and what things you want to get back into or maybe what things you've already achieved and how that feels for you. So I'd love to hear from you. And make sure you subscribe to the Pregnancy with PhysioLaura podcast because we've got one more episode left in this amazing series. In the next episode, we'll be talking all about the emotional roller coaster that is a prolapse diagnosis. And I know if you've been diagnosed with a prolapse, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about here. I share member stories. I talk about my own personal journey and it makes you feel so much less alone because you're not the only one feeling shame, guilt, fear, isolation, you know, broken. These are such common feelings. And I think it's great to share with a wider audience that this is what a lot of women are feeling. So definitely stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss that episode. Have a wonderful day, mamas, wherever you are. I hope you are feeling good and are excited about the rest of the day to come. I know I am right now. I've got an amazing day planned and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.